Chevy. On your marks, on your marks, get steady. Taking my time with it, just like Teddy. Speaking my mind with it, feel it on the levy. On the weekly court, this week's easy. And you connect to the docks, and that's crazy. Show side, move them down, so come and see me. Feel it, red, you know that never be me. Take another look like VAR. You can listen to the Jedi, you see it The content must go far. You can dip on the deep, cause we raise the bar. The show side's hard. Twitter, YouTube, don't get barred. Can't do 267 <laughs> yo's. <clears throat> so it's a Shellside podcast. It's episode 267. No, it's not. It's episode 128. But we're going to talk 267 today. How you doing, Jimmy? I'm good, man. I'm feeling 267 minutes old. Well, that's very that doesn't young. Make any sense? No, it's very young. Yeah, 267 months. You did the math. Young. Yeah, I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> let, me just, let me just calm it down. I feel great. You, you know what I mean? you got to think about those so... puns before you jump on, you know, Jimmy, because 200 uh, um, 267 months would make you 22 and a quarter. And 262... 22? Yeah. 22 years old? Yeah. All right. That's all right. And 267 minutes would just make you 267 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a couple of hours. Yeah. 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 yeah that's a, it didn't work. It didn't work. Should have gone with the second one first. <laughs> it's all good. It's yeah. all good. We're but all I'm in very, the very, very happy boy. Very, yeah. very happy boy. And so you should be. So you should be. Well, unless you've been living under a rock, Harry Kane is the living legend and Spurs' greatest ever goal scorer, and some would argue player. So, I mean, Ooh. yeah, yeah, it's, it's been touted about. It's been touted about. It's... Um, it's well. Let's just talk about the game first. Let's talk about the game. Yeah. Let's talk about okay. yesterday. We beat Man City one nil. Yeah, and well deserved. Well deserved. It's a pattern's emerged. City can't beat us with a bogey team at um, what our lane, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I don't think nope. they've even scored in five. Nope, they haven't scored. And yeah, we one nils, two nils, one nils, two nils, and two nils. Yeah, we just do the thing against them at home. And usually it's Son oh. scoring. Uh, yeah. But yesterday it was Kane who broke the legendary, the late legendary Jimmy Greaves um, record. And I just want to say, I just want to say yeah. this: you you questioned Spurs' best ever player. Fair enough. But if Jimmy Greaves is legendary, is yeah. Harry Kane a walking living legend? The thing about Jimmy Greaves, right, and the difference between him and young young Harold is the trophies. He needs to get us a trophy. He scored all those goals, but there's no nothing in the nothing in our empty cabinet to show for it. And that's what that's the difference between him and Harry. Yeah, I'm I'm not saying he's better than Jimmy Greaves. I'm just asking you, is he a legend? 
is he great? Is he a Premier League yes. great, or does he need trophies to define his greatness? He's gonna need a trophy to define his legacy. He's but gonna need that, one. Does that define his ranking, or does that define his greatness? Defines his defines his greatness. I think great players find a way to win, and he hasn't been able to do that yet. Okay, okay. Well, now you've gone down that path, I'm going to cut you because we're celebrating Kane on this. Oh, yeah, 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 we are, we are. But yesterday, (laughs) yesterday, he scored the winning goal. He scored the winning goal against um, Fulham, away from home. So he's scoring goals that that matter. And I think you said it, you didn't want him to score against Preston because you didn't want him to break the record against, no disrespect to Preston, but we disrespect him in that sentence, a Preston of this world. You wanted it to be a Premier League side and yep. none other than the champions, current champions, reigning champions, Man City at home. Yep. It was all written. I, I wrote it down. I wrote, I wrote down the script yep. and he stuck to it. I'm, I'm, I'm good with him. I'm good. Yeah. Well done. Well done, Harold. Well listened. <laughs> and Spurs were prepared. They were very prepared for Kane to break the record yes. um, at home and they did fantastically for him. Um, but let's let's talk about the game. Because we yeah. actually didn't start too... I say we didn't start too well. Uh, City say. started on the front foot. Yes, City started on the front foot, as I, I would expect. Right, They've got quality players, and quality players feel themselves, especially early on, they want, they like to feel the ball. And they were, they were playing really well. But we defensively did great against them. Defensively. I love the way... Right, And it's weird, because we've been cussing Dyer and cussing um, Royale. And they were two of the best players on the pitch yesterday. They, they were, were superb. They were. Dyer I mean, stepping up into midfield and actually mm. um, facing up Bernardo Silva gave us the extra man in midfield we've been missing all season. Yeah, that's what we've been asking for. We Obviously, did get Conte, Conte listens to the pod. Stellini listens yeah. to the pod. Right, it's, it's clear. It's very clear. We mentioned that last week, and yeah. lo and behold. Yeah. Even with Rico Lewis stepping into a midfield from left back, um, we weren't outnumbered. We were able yeah. to nick the ball. We were able to nick the ball again and again, consistently. We nicked the ball from them consistently, high up the pitch. One of them led to the goal, obviously, by yeah. by, by by being in those areas and actually pressing pressing with enough players to make it effective. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I make you right and. You mentioned Royale. I think Royale, that's his third very good game yeah, on yeah, the trot. And we'll come on to him in a bit. But Dyer, yeah. much maligned. All I'm going to say is everyone pulls a rabbit out of the hat every now and again. Yeah. Let, let's see where he goes from here. Let's hope the rabbit stays out of the hat and doesn't go back in anytime soon. Because if he can produce that kind of performance, please produce that on a regular basis. I don't mind you if you produce those performances where you're actually effective and you actually sense danger and you actually do a job. You know, yeah, you standing there for... in the back line not doing nothing is pointless. <laughs> it helps that we he always tends to play well against City at home when we do the rope dope because we're yeah. deep and we're springing the counter. So yeah. no one's running in behind and everything's in front of him. He did do a vital block yesterday. Yeah, um, I'm going to give him credit for that. I'm going to say he meant to knee it or fight it over the bar. Yeah, we're, we're going to go with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and Haaland didn't really have much of a sniff, although I did see him lose him. But 
overall, let's not be too critical. He probably gets eight or nine out of ten for yesterday. Definitely. Yeah, Haaland did not have a shot yesterday. I know. Even Kyle Walker had a dig. Haaland didn't even have a shot. That shows that we played him very, very well because that guy is undeniably the best striker in the Premier League. Sorry, Harry. Who, Haaland? I'm so sorry. I, don't, I, don't, I disagree with that. Okay. I disagree. When you say striker, you're talking about pure number nine. I'm talking about just numbers. Numbers of goals he's going to score. He's going to score those goals. He's going to score those goals, but at what cost? Yeah, but he's scoring, uh, he's scoring more than a goal a game. You, got, you can't ask a striker to do more than that. <clears throat> I hear you. I hear you. But City haven't looked as effective with Haaland in the team. Yeah. Oh, that's Pep's fault. You can't get a player that's scoring more than a goal a game and then then blame him because you're not you're not as effective. You know, you get you, you get a brilliant piece of tool, a, a brilliant tool for the job you're doing, and you do your job worse. That's your fault. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. But it's not a city pod. We'll, we can talk yeah, about yeah, city another talk- time. <laughs> How good were we really yesterday? You said we were fantastic. No, um, we played really well. It was it more than a rope dope. We discussed a rope dope off air beforehand. It felt like more than a rope dope. It felt a lot more comfortable than the other games where we've nicked nah, goals you know, on the classic counter. Yeah, you know that you know, you know that um that old adage styles make fights. Yeah. City style suits us. We love to play against that kind of team where they're going to take little risks. They're going to do the little bit extra up, up, up um, in the midfield and stuff. And when we do nick it, they're hardly ever in the right position to sort of like defend the counter. They are caught. And they're caught consistently because they play that way. It's like so, Liverpool, it's what's happening to Liverpool now. Yeah. That's why they keep losing. They, when they get caught, defensively, they're not in position. They can't do what they used to do. So, and they haven't got the high press. And they haven't got the high press. The high press isn't, isn't effective for them anymore. They haven't got the legs to do it. But that's why we play well against City. Now, if we try and play the same way against, uh, say, a Forest, I don't think it works in the same way. I'm just hoping that because we hopefully have better players on paper, we play a different style and win. But let's well, you, you make a bit. point that I want to go back to. Yeah. <clears throat> I was going to touch on another player, but I'll come on to him. The point you made about styles make fights, and we know styles make fights, right? And there is no coincidence that we've beaten City on aggregate maybe eight or nine nil at home in the last five seasons or so. Yeah. Right? Nobody does that. No. Um, But during those times, we've had Conte, Nuno... And Mourinho. and Mourinho, so free, defensive-minded, counter-attack-minded managers. Yeah. So, like you say, that validates your point. Styles make fights, and the question is, that's our first win against a top six side this season. No, and we can't do it against the rest. Is it because the other styles don't suit us? Um, it's. It's weird. I, th- I think Man City are just perfect for us, as I said, because they don't they don't worry about their defensive stuff when they've got the ball too much. Pep's a little too cocky, isn't he? Yeah, 
just a little bit. And I think the other sides are a little bit more wary of a Harry Kane. And Son, who played really well yesterday, he stretched his legs, he, got he beyond did. them, scared them to absolute death. Right? They don't allow them to have the space and the the influence that they had yesterday. And Kulisevsky was great. The main man to come back in, though, was Hoiberg, I think. Hoiberg made the huge Yeah, difference. that's the man I wanted to touch on. Yeah. He's been, he's been off recently. Yeah. He's definitely been off. I thought Bentacor was good yeah. as well. He's consistent. Very good on the ball. He's consistent. Yeah. I like him. But, yeah. yeah, but when Hoiberg gives you a 9 out of 10 performance, we usually do well. Yes. Yeah. If he gives you the 6 and the 5s, then we can struggle because there's only two in there, yeah. usually. But when he's giving you a 9 and Bentacor's still giving you an 8 or 9, then we usually have good days. Yeah. But I'm thinking... Did he, did he have a better game because he didn't have to cover that space because Dyer was stepping in? Was, was was him having a little bit of freedom? Was he was he the the creative um, player whoa, whoa, that we've whoa, been looking for all this time? Whoa, whoa. I know you said you're happy, but you're almost giddy over there, Jimmy. I know. Controversial. <laughs> Controversial opinion. No, no, you make a valid point because there's been some good tactical analysis on our clever pressing, right? Yeah. So we've taken the risk. And um, let's be honest, City should have been aware of this because we caught them out up at the Etihad yeah. two weeks ago, whenever it was. And they gave us a goal on the edge of the box like they gave us a goal yesterday, yeah. right? Last time it was Bentancor, this time it was Hoibier. So it's an effective trigger. We know the triggers and we go for it and we press poor Rico Lewis because it was a shocking pass by Rodri. It was. And it wasn't Rico yeah, Lewis's most... fault. He, he did his best to no. recover it, but yeah. Slightly on his heels, but even if he weren't on his heels, he's still not getting it because yeah. Hoybier got there as in, didn't just slide in and intercept the pass. He got in front of Rico yeah. Lewis in his stride. Yeah. Yeah, it was a terrible pass. The... Hospital pass, as we say. It wasn't even a hospital pass because there's no, no tackle. He doesn't need to tackle. He just takes the ball. In his stride, comfortably. Then does a bit of a hoi yeah. Loses his <laughs> feet, foot in. <laughs> but still yes. has the um, fortitude and the foresight to poke it to Kane and then Kane does 2-6-7. Yeah. And can we, just, can we just speak about Kane for a second now? I'm going to speak sure. about Kane. I'm going to go off script here. Well, not really off script. It's a Kane podcast. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Um, uh, Kane is inevitable. And I feel like... I just want to talk about... Before we talk about what he can do, I just want to talk about Kane the man. Right. Because I think we all know how professional he is and everything. Yeah. It just in the stadium yesterday, I went potty, right? Yeah. And my daughter's never seen me go potty. I went potty. Um, yeah, and because you... when he scored, the realisation straight away dawned on me that he had achieved greatness. Yeah. Right? You win this history. Yeah. So I was shouting, 267, 267, 267. I was shouting it like it was my um, postcode, like my area code, <laughs> like I was repping my area code. And, E5, baby. And, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he ate all day, all day, all day. No. Um, and then it literally, the noise in the stadium, obviously you've got the noise for the goal and then the hum in the stadium slowly increases. Everybody realisation um, yeah. happened and we we lauded the legend that is Harry, Harry Kane. Yeah. 
But the, the reason I say that is because it wasn't immediately obvious that he had scored a record-breaking goal. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. It wasn't obvious because, unlike other strikers, he didn't slide on his knees in front of the north stand or south stand, pull his top over his head and have a vest underneath saying 267. <laughs> and I, and that's, I'm not being disparaging to Ian Wright. Right here alone, man. Me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, righty, I've got time for righty. I've told my story. I've got time for righty. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I don't mean that in a, a bad way. Righty had his swag. Yeah. Go to for no. He had his swag. Yeah. Henri had his swag. Other strikers have had their swag. But Harry Kane is that, like, you would never know, apart from he smiled a bit more than and he And he did the wave does. to his family. That's, he doesn't he do that. He did wave to his he family. He doesn't do that. You but that was, yeah. that was slightly after yeah, his normal celebration. Yeah. I'm talking about the euphoric moment after scoring that goal. Should He should have done a lap. Round the pitch, swinging his shirt round his head, jumping up and down like a jackass. But he didn't. No. It was just very much Harry Kane, jump, pump, yeah. and then settle down, wave to his family. That's when you knew it was different. But at the moment, it just showed you the consummate professional character that is Harry Kane. And I say that because it's that character that has helped him reach greatness, yeah. right? He has no distractions. He is who he is. He earns probably more than 98% of the other players in the Premier League. But does he own a Richard Milley? If he does, you would never know. Yeah. No, no. He's a, he's a very professional guy. I just think he's just uh, down to earth. If you really was to meet him, he wouldn't treat you like like like, like he's the superstar and you're, 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 you're a nobody in quotation marks. Um, he would, I think he would, to everybody I just don't think he feels he's super special he's very very he's got a very very one track mind he wants these records that's what he wants yeah. he wants these records and he'll do anything to get them he'll work hard if he has to well, I have to run extra to get oh, I'll, I'll do that you know whatever he has to do whatever it takes for him to have these records at the end of the day that's what he wants and through that, he's learned that he has to be professional to do that. So he keeps his mind in a very... It's just a one-track mind. It's just a one-track mind. I'm sure he just scored, he just thinks about scoring goals all day, every day. What, do, what am I doing from what, 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 um, 9 to 10? What am I doing from 10 to 11? What am I doing from 11 to 12? All of those hours he's using to say, this is how I'm going to score my next goal. This, I am doing this so I can score my next goal. And I'm sure he lives his life like that. Well, he does. He, he scores in the bedroom a couple of times. He's got four kids in him. But yeah, away from right, that, he? it's literally about <laughs> scoring on the pitch. <laughs> no, but yeah. you're right, 100%. I mean, he doesn't score the goal he scored against Palace, which we highlighted the other day. Yeah. Um, without thinking all day, every day, when he's on the pitch, how to strike the ball, when to strike the ball, and where to strike yeah. the ball. Right? Knowing the goal don't and move. And he scores some... Exactly. And he scored some weird and wonderful goals. The goal against Leicester City, where he's falling down and still manages to yeah. score, shows you he's just a striker who knows where the back of the net is. But he's also a playmaker. Yeah. But you mentioned another striker. So you mentioned another striker. I'm going to have to go into this guy okay. now. Haaland. Yeah. 25 goals in 20 yeah. games. I think that's right. So more than a goal a game. Yeah. Kane, 17 and 22. So, Harlan's got a better ratio. Yeah. Kane's 
by my maths, eight goals behind. Probably more assists, but eight goals behind. Can Kane, in this inevitable season, win the Golden Boot? I would love him to. But I don't. I think he's too far behind Haaland. Haaland, when you say Kane is, is inevitable, Haaland is inevitable. Jimmy, you're coming off the pod. This is a Kane podcast. Wrong answer. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I this have to tell the truth, man. I have to tell the truth. 267 is an amazing number. Haaland will probably get that in three seats. No, he won't. But um, <laughs> <laughs> Haaland is unbelievable. I just, I just think he's just, he's just made to play up front. How we stopped him from even having a shot yesterday is, I, I think, I think it's that's a miracle in and of itself. <laughs> because, well, the thing is. He scored quite a few hat tricks, right? Yeah, but of late he's been shut out. Of no, he has. Now. He has this year. This year he hasn't had the same ratio as he did before. It looks like the um, the World Cup and that break really cut his stride a little bit. But he came back. He has scored a hat trick since then. You know, he's he's, he's been mm. shut out a few times. But bit of a flat track bully, though, isn't he? <laughs> you could say that about Kane too. Most yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I hear but, you. Yes, I hear you. Um, and look, any striker, you were flat trap bully. You used to score against those rubbish. No, teams. I bullied everyone. I bullied. I scored in the big games, <laughs> no, no, finals, you did, you did. rivals, everybody. <laughs> now I didn't have any fear of but anyone. You scored more against those those teams that yeah, we're supposed course, to score course. against, and that's all they do. You know, if you if you're getting more chances and you're getting you're, you're against poorer defenders, you're going to score more goals, and that's all they do. I, I've never really understood the flat chat bully thing because I've scored. I want to score against anyone. I don't care I've scored against. I don't even when when my kids yeah. were young, I wanted to score against them. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Push them out of the way. Man yeah. up. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. No score. You can only score against who you're facing, and I don't know. I just get the feeling that. I know City are not going to come up against many sides that have their number, yeah. but more and more sides seem to be having this City's number. This isn't the City of old. Obviously, they've got a financial thing that came out today. Yeah, I know. Sanctions again. Well, they, they, they got away yeah, with it the last time. Let's see if they can do it again. they got some good lawyers, you know. Money mm-hmm. talks, Jimmy. Money Indeed. talks. No. So, I mean, <clears throat> Kane, the, the, the only... I think Kane could do it. Kane's done it before. I think Kane's come back from like six, seven goals down yeah. that season. Was it 2016-17 where he um, scored like five goals against Leicester yeah. and then four goals against who was he, somebody who was, else? Who was he catching? Um, who did he have to check? I can't even it wasn't remember. Salah. It wasn't Salah yet, was it? It was someone else. I can't remember. No, it wasn't remember. Salah. It wasn't Salah. Maybe Vardy. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a Vardy or someone. But that's the problem. This version of Kane and this version of Tottenham isn't really scoring more than two goals yeah. a game. He hasn't scored a hat-trick in four or five seasons. Really? Premier League hat-trick. Yeah, he hasn't. Wow, I haven't. I didn't clock that. I haven't clocked that. He's consistent. Yeah, he doesn't score in bunches as much. I think his own last pair was... Wait, did he score two against Palace? Yeah, he did. If not... So two against Palace and two against Forest away yeah. early, in the early Premier early. League. I think they were his last... Yeah. But if you think about it, it's been ones and ones and yeah. ones. He's been very, very consistent. consistent. Scoring in, in multiple like games in a row. But yeah, he's just once. Yeah. yeah. And that's the danger because Haaland will bang a hat-trick against a 
Southampton yeah. at home. That's that that that's where, where I see the problem with him finishing top goal scorer. I I I want him to, but I need Haaland to score because if we can't catch Arsenal, somebody has to stop them. And City are best placed, and we haven't helped this cause, which. But we got to think yes, about ourselves. We got to because we still got to try and get this top four. We got to try and drag that back. Um, if we can get a little bit of consistency, I think it's more than possible. We're we're right that we're right there, but um, yeah, that it's it's difficult because it's Arsenal. It's down to Brentford. Brentford have got to do do bits at the Emirates, and then City play them. Yeah. If they can derail them in any way, shape, or form. That starts sending signals. That will be their third defeat in a trot. Yeah. Tr- then they have to play City, who should have closed the gap on them two um, two points again. Yeah. And then they've still got City yeah. to come. So it could happen. We didn't help the matter, but we helped yeah. ourselves. But I want to ask you: Were you disappointed you didn't see Poro yesterday? Um, the only reason why I wasn't. The only reason why I wasn't. One. I don't like to see new signings against really difficult oppositions because they don't know the system, they don't know the players. And if there's any chance of weakening us at 1-0 against Man City, I don't want us to take that risk. Royale was playing really well and there was no reason to take him off or to move the positions around in defence like that. Um, It was good to take off Perisic because he had the yellow card and it was looking a bit dodgy. So putting on Sessegnon um, late on was was a good move. And that's the only move I would have made, really. But um, Paul's got stuff to come. He's he, he, he'll come into the side. I, th- I think he'll do well. But yeah, yesterday there's a real chance, though. There's a real chance, though, that um, Poro could end up being this time next year our third choice centre back. Um, right back. Choice right well, well, back. When when, when yeah. young young Jed comes back after his um, superb loan spell in. Renz after lighting it up on debut, almost scoring, almost forcing an own goal. He comes back in, gives us exactly what we've been missing, what we thought we needed. Meanwhile, Poro is not got in the side because Emerson Royal is doing bits. He comes back in, three right wing backs, Poro's third choice, and that's 15, 50 million not spent on the centre back. That would be shocking, wouldn't it? Would it would be, but Poro's playing. How much did they spend on him? Yeah, he's a lot. He's playing because playing. they gave up fifteen percent of. Mark yeah, that's, yeah, yeah because it's not just well. the money; it's the um the percentage of his um sell-on fee. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, he's got to play. It's as simple as that. Even if he's rubbish, he's got to play. Yeah, no, he will play against sides that will sit back, and where we're not going to be yeah. defending as much or need to at least integrate yeah. him into the yeah. side, and we're going to need his forward-thinking nature to help break down size, which is what we didn't need from Royal yesterday. As we've always said, he's a stronger defender yeah. than he is attacker. 100%. And there is there is talk of him playing right-sided centre-back at some point. Royale. Some people shit the bed at that. Yeah, thought. no, I think yeah. he could... Be, he's tall enough. He's tall enough. I've seen him do some mm-hmm. defensive... He did a great defensive header yesterday in front of Grealish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, I think that could work once you teach him teach him that role. 
and you know, they stop going forward. You stay here now. <laughs> he'll be fine. He'll be fine. I think he'll be a decent, a decent addition, especially if Romero's going to have um, one in every five games off. Well, let's speak about Romero because we've been saying he picks up yellow cards for, for fun. fun. He tries to put the little reducer in. And he normally times it well, and sometimes he just doesn't care. He's just like, I'm taking yeah. a yellow. But he didn't have no. the foul to give. He, he needed to make yeah. the tackle. There were, he actually resisted from making a tackle when it was him and Bentico, both on yeah. a yellow, on Grealish on a touchline when he was on a run. And he was he was busy yesterday, Grealish, but he's not worth 100 mil. No, but everyone knew that. We, knew, we, we, know, we know that why that happened, you know. It, it was the money that they... They wanted the player. They had the money to spend. Aston Villa, yeah. Or not. Or not. <laughs> Aston, Aston Villa were being a bit um, hard-headed and they said, oh, 100 mil. Go on, tell us no. They couldn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I feel like I feel like Christian has to be smarter than that because luckily it didn't cost us. This, oh, he's a loose cannon. He's a loose cannon. He, he can't control himself. I feel like I feel like I feel like. So I heard something today where he is. He's a very positive risk taker, and it usually works out for him. Yeah. But against a side that has dribblers, against a side where you're probably going to be spun around a couple of times and having to yeah. chase people down, probably not the wisest thing to take an early yellow. However, you could argue that he put the reducer into on Haaland and Haaland yeah. didn't want to know after that. Yeah, yeah that, that could be said. That could be said. He didn't have the greatest of games. But, you know, diving in on the Grealish, right, who gets fouled, fouls for fun. That guy is a magnet. And who doesn't... Yeah, he literally probably helped himself fall down. Yeah. But speaking of which, Grealish shouldn't have been on the pitch, I don't think. I think he pulled someone back that should have been in yellow. I thought the referee yesterday was so out of his depth. It's that, a, that referee, right, the referee's job, it's so difficult. It's such a difficult job. Because, put it this way, right? You're in a job, right? You're in a job, right? Say we're in a job, right? We, we, we do numbers, right? So, you know, if this plus this plus this, that's the answer, right? And, you, you know, you, you can't really get it wrong. And if you get it wrong, everyone knows it's wrong. But if you get it right, everyone knows it's right. With a referee, any decision he makes that's slightly contentious, he, he can't please anybody. Nobody can he please. I hear you. I hear you because there's a lot of it's down to interpretation. Yeah. I thought if you pulled somebody back, it's a yellow card. That's what I thought. If they're in a dangerous position, you pull them back, and especially if it's around the neck, yeah, it's no, a yellow it's card. supposed to be, yeah. And then I think someone's, yeah, I think someone's first challenge, which is slightly late, isn't a yellow card. Yeah, and they get a yellow card. Uh, and I felt, yeah, and I felt like he didn't help himself at any stage yesterday. Romero said no. Oh, no, no. I'm not complaining we about sending off. Yeah, we have no clear. complaints. <laughs> I just felt like he made decisions early doors that felt like he was under pressure and felt like he needed to be seen to be. I don't even know if he just 
needed to be seen to or just felt overwhelmed because some of the decisions didn't make any sense to me I'm not sure I'm not sure I felt overwhelmed I think what happened is he wanted to make sure he stamped his authority on the game early doors and I think he missed he made a misstep he stamped it too hard but Romero's not a horrible person to book early on because it does control no, that was yeah. a, they, they were both yellows. Yellow. No, no, but it does control him for the yeah, rest yeah. of the game, and it, and it also sets down a marker for everybody else. I hear you. I hear you. So Romero's going to miss one in five. He's going to yeah. miss Leicester City. We, we need to win, to win that game. Davison yeah. probably comes in. Um, they're not in the greatest of Nick, but the running looks on paper at least. Yeah, we look decent. Fit. We look fit. Ready. You know, Son, Son, Son looks. To, Son's a big player, right? When Son's on Song, we're usually on Song. Son was on. He was on form yesterday. You yeah, got bars yeah, now. You got bars now. I've, yeah, I've been practicing. <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I yeah. hear you, Son on Song. But to do, we didn't do a great deal. I mean, we got Poro in Dan Juma, who nah. didn't see the pitch, no home debut for either. Um, do you think we can get top four? Is that enough? Do you think? Ah, we if we the 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 problem is right. It's it's the hope that kills you, and we seem to be good enough in patches to do a top four. If we go on a run like we did at the end of last season, yes, we we, we make top four easily, easily. But if we stutter like we have done in the past few weeks, we don't. Conte teams can go on runs. Yes. That's been proven, right? We've seen that. And Cardinal keeps on going on about the winning run that Chelsea had to take them to the title back in, yeah. was it 14, 15, whenever it was. And yeah, players, um, yeah we, we probably, yeah, no, yeah, players. And we probably wouldn't go on such a run. However, like you mentioned, last yeah. season we had that run. And he said something after the City game, before the Fulham game about finding a way to play and being hard yeah. to beat again, a hard to score against, yeah. being able to defend. And there's only been two games, but we seem to have gone back into more of a rigid shape and a bit more stalwart in our defensive effort. And if we have that, we know we're going to score goals. Yeah. Right? We've got... Two six seven in our team. Is that his new name? Until he scores again. No, it won't be because he's not going to stop there. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, well, hopefully, hopefully that's next week. Eight, so. Nine and ten next week. Is there eight nine ten? Yeah. That, does that work? <laughs> we knew what you mean. It didn't sound right saying eight yeah. nine nah, seventy. Did it? Did it? Did You know, it's my new lyricism. <laughs> you're trying to say you're trying to be a lyricist out here. Jimmy Bars out here on these streets. No, I think, right, it's, as you said about the rigid, the defensive rigidity, right, I thought it was very, um, Dyer stepping up into midfield on the, the, the attacking midfielder. It's not going to work every week. Don't let Lero hear no, you. No, 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 no. I'm saying it's not going to work every week. It's not going to work because they're not going to have yeah. that player. Sometimes you're going to have the two strikers against you, and you can't do that. So I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know how 
they're going to do that because it just brings back the same old problem of having being overrun in midfield. So I'm hoping there's a different way of dealing with that kind of that kind of overload. That's what I'm hoping. Well, if our fullbacks do what they're supposed to do, maybe we can create the out wide, overload yeah. out wide, which yeah. the other teams have to deal with, right? So let's see. But yeah, I think we need to keep that in the bank and think about how we don't get overwhelmed with against stronger sides in there. And maybe Romero or Dyer step in. And we saw Dyer, I mean, Romero go on one of his... Um, chaos runs yesterday yeah. and it created a chance because they didn't know what to do yeah. when he went forward um, and we need more things like that and we also need like you say stepping into midfield but I'm just going to say 267 it's it's I think I, everyone's going in on, on Kane um, and like rightly so I think we'll do a separate episode I on Kane so. at some Could point. Could I just say 200 um, as well? 200 200 Premier goals, yeah, yeah. Only three. Double He's one of the Trinity. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah, and he'll pass Wayne Rooney I this season so. one would imagine. I would hope so. As well. And be and be bearing down on Shearer, yeah. Mr. Shearer. So, um, I think that's enough yeah, for man. us this week. Apart from 267, 267, Two, uh, two, is the new, is the, is the new, um, the new double O, two, two double O. <laughs> don't, don't, no, yeah. your bars yeah. have gone, your bars I've have gone. i got a certain amount of time where they work. At the beginning, they didn't work, and right here. <laughs> oh, man. Middle Jimmy, middle Jimmy. Mid. Um, some new cities this week. <laughs> Uh, where did I see some new cities? Uh, I see Kingstown, St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Shout out to you, guys. Um, not new. I think I've seen you before, but shout out to you. Love that island. Um, who else? I see Mercia in mm. Spain. Shout out to That's you. That's on that mainland. Be, um, Poro's hometown. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay, cool. And shout out to Gdansk in Poland. They're the new cities. We haven't got any more time. Jimmy? Later, man. I'm going to say... Later. I'll see you in 267 and minutes. Oh, I probably won't, but anyway. <laughs> no, Jimmy, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Guys, do all those things podcasters tell you to do. Lero, please run the outro.